0: everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Southern Snowflakes. This is episode seven, and we don't really have an official title. I'm just calling it the um, Southern Sayings and Whatnot. Uh, um, whatnot is probably a Southern saying. I don't know about it, but um, I'm here with my co-host, Todd Scholl. Todd, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing pretty fantastic. I've had a I'm really good weekend.
0: I'm really excited about this episode, and I hope that our listeners will be excited. Um, the last six episodes have been pretty um, heavy um, yeah. for the most part. Um, wouldn't you agree, Todd? Yeah, other than the Star
1: Wars episode, which actually was heavy, but in a different way, <laughs> um, I would say yes. They've it's it's a good time for us to just sort of take a break from the heaviness and the seriousness of of the issues and just uh, do something a little lighter. So I'm, I'm yeah, doing that. Too.
0: After the last few weeks on social media and in the real world, out and um, the news and everything, I, we just felt like a lighthearted, um, fun podcast would, uh, would be um, in order. And um, as if our listeners can't tell, I am, you know, I am a diehard Southern boy. And um, I, I grew up here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And actually, I grew up in a little town called Boiling Springs. And just the way I say that should let you know where I'm from. Because yes. I say bowling springs and not boiling right. springs. But, Todd, you're not from these parts. Where are right. you from?
1: Well, I thought maybe you were brought up in a place that was really fond of bowling.
0: <laughs> you mean bowling. Like, with yeah, like with a ball and pins? Yeah, with
1: a ball and pins, <laughs> bowling springs, which would be a really fascinating you name know, for a town.
0: You know what's funny is when I try to tell Siri to, <laughs> to say where I'm from, that's how she spells it. <laughs> bowling.
1: See, bowling. where yeah. I'm from, you'd say boiling. Boiling. Like, Boiling.
0: <laughs> I, I, hear, I You know what? That's a perfect time to bring in our guest right there because I hear both of them snickering. <laughs> and you notice I said snickering. I didn't put the G on there either. It's not snickering. Um, oh God! Let me tell you this story before I introduce the guest. So, right. so today, so today, Matt and I woke up at, in Myrtle Beach. Uh, we have a place down there, Ocean Lakes, and we were down there near Utah. And we uh, we'd been down there all weekend. And we went to Hardy's to, to have a biscuit this morning after yeah. we woke up. And while I was there, you know, I mean, if anybody's ever been to Myrtle Beach in the off season, it's pretty much just all Northerners um, that, that are around. And the lady that was working at Hardy's, she tried to use a Southern saying, but she said it in a Yankee way. And I <laughs> laughed so hard. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. So, you know, Todd, like if you hadn't seen anybody in a long time and Terry and Gina, y'all chime in here. If y'all, if y'all have heard this, like if you hadn't seen anybody in a long time, you say, Lord, I ain't seen you in a month of Sundays. Have y'all heard that before, Gina? Yes,
2: I've heard that. I've heard a month of Sundays before. Terry, have you? How's your mom? I have heard that. Yeah. You've
0: heard it. Okay. Well, when we say it in the South, we say, Well, Lord, we always say, Lord, I ain't ain't seen you in a month of Sundays. And we don't say Sundays, we say Sundays. Sundays. That's just the way way we say it. But the lady at Hardy's this morning, she says, (laughs) Well, my goodness, I haven't seen you in a month of Sundays. And it, just, <laughs> it sounded just hysterical. I couldn't, I laughed out loud. Um, I didn't correct her because I don't think it's right to correct people with their grammar like that in public. But although she was technically correct, she said, I haven't, instead I ain't. And
1: she see, didn't, I'm see- I'm sitting here trying to figure out how long specifically a month of Sundays is. Is that like 30 weeks? I would. I would.
0: Weeks? That's exactly what I did at Hardee's. Like every time I hear that, I process. So a month of Sundays would have to be 30, 31 weeks, right? Right.
2: That's yeah. an awful long time.
0: That's an awful long time. All right, let me introduce our guest, Todd, that we have tonight. These are two special people in my life. I love these people immensely. Um, we have one is Terry Levitt from St. George, Utah. Terry, say hello. Hello. And then we also have Gina Ruffcorn from Mondamon, Iowa. Say That's hello, Gina. i
2: Blanco. I teach uh, well, in Blanco. I live in Blanco. That's a whole different thing.
0: It is, but they're both little tiny spots on the map, and you're going to tell us all about them in a minute.
2: I have to represent my very own spot. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, both of you are lifelong friends of mine, and you are not from the South in any way. And over the years that we've been friends, Terry and I have been friends for 24 years, Mm -hmm. and Gina and I have been friends for three years, Todd. And over the years that we've been friends, we have had many comical conversations as they laugh at me for words that I say. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure you probably say some of those words, and you might laugh at me too, Todd. I don't know.
1: No, I don't laugh at you. I've, I've lived here now in the South since 1986. So um, I was one of those people that I'm just going to be full disclosure here. I was one of those obnoxious northern people who came down and said that you all were saying the words all the wrong ways. And and I was trying to teach people how to say words correctly. And I was saying, you know, what is this massive white glop that you've put on my breakfast plate and you called it grits. And I'm like, that's disgusting. I don't want that. And then over time you realize that different is not necessarily worse, that it's actually wonderful and that the Southern culture and a lot of things about the South and including the accents and the food and the music all is just another wonderful color in the rainbow. And it's a beautiful thing. And, and, um, you realize your own sort of, uh, egocentric views on culture—it helped me open up, up to that. But um, but I still think it's funny to 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 talk about these
0: differences. I do too. I, I do too. Todd, I, I'm I'm literally clapping for you right now in the background here because that is a really great saying. Everywhere I go, I I feel like I'm on defense of our so southern culture and our southern way. We like grits and we like sweet tea, and we can have a whole we. Can, <laughs> and you you love sweet tea terry you like sweet tea don't you love it see it's mm. the best now i've had it to train is. gina i've had to train gina and terry both how to make sweet tea it's not putting a pack of sweet and low or some sugar in your mm-hmm. tea. no no <laughs> no no
2: There's gina gina
0: terry what what do y'all think about sweet tea let's just jump in here what do y'all think about it
2: I'm a huge fan of sweet tea. I can't get a decent glass of it in Iowa.
1: So
2: I know, it. As soon as I am in the South, that is the first thing that I ask for. But there's no mm-hmm. place up here that I would, up here it tastes gritty. They don't have that boiling thing down yeah. to make the consistency different. So up yeah. here it tastes real gritty. I was even at Popeye's the other day and it tastes gritty there too.
0: Gina, do y'all have Cracker Barrel up there?
2: Yes, honey, we have Cracker Barrel.
0: Did they have sweet tea?
2: I don't know. I quit eating there once. The only one that we have is in this place that um, isn't very nifty. And oh, Okay. <laughs> I've been there once and then never, ever went back again.
0: Terry, what about y'all? Do y'all have Cracker Barrel out there? I can't remember.
2: Yeah, we do.
0: Do they have sweet but tea? I,
3: um. Well, I don't really go to Cracker Barrel either, but I do, get a, mm-hmm. I do like the sweet tea at Chick-fil-A.
0: Oh, they have sweet tea? But they, I really only
3: drink what's that
0: they have sweet tea at the chick-fil-a out there yeah they do excellent okay but i
3: really only drink sweet tea when i'm with you like i don't really
0: yeah and
2: like i've tr- I tried to make it how you showed me and it was horrifying like <laughs> there's something about making things in the south that doesn't correspond once you leave the mason dixon line cheese <laughs> 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 A palmetto yeah. cheese ball in the north and it didn't say it didn't taste the same as it did in the south. No I even To make those little bacon cracker things. In the north they don't cook.
0: What now, what did you call that cheese? What kind of cheese?
2: Palmetto cheese.
0: Palmetto cheese. I like that you said palmetto. And you said palmetto. You didn't say palmetto.
2: No, because you make fun of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> palmetto. Palmetto. palmetto.
2: My I boyfriend like will say to me that I speak differently when I talk to you. He oh. said, for some reason, he said, you don't have a Southern drawl until you get a hold of it, your job. He my, said, somehow you siphon in some Southern lady thing, he said, and then you start <laughs> talking that accent.
0: My whole entire life, when I was on the phone, like, so Terry uh, Terry and I met in 1994 when we were in a group called the Spirit of America National Honor Band. Wasn't that a good time, Terry? What's that? I, I'm talking about uh, when we met in the Spirit of America Band in 94. Um, and it was such a great time. But it, uh, Terry and I, like, we became friends before, you know, social media, the internet w- existed. So we had to be friends old school and talk on the phone. And my family could always tell when I was talking to Terry because I would change the way that I talked. <laughs> do, you, do you remember those days, Terry? Oh, yeah. Did I sound different to you on the phone or did I sound the same? Oh, it's hard for me to. I think Terry's breaking up just a little bit. I hate it. Terry, can you hear us? I can't hear
1: her. I can't hear either of us.
0: Maybe she'll, she'll get the connection back here in a minute and I'll bring that back up.
1: You know, one thing that you you said, uh, said, Jed, that, um, there's a lot of times I'll I'll be around Southern people, including my wife, and there's a self consciousness there when they're uh, speaking to other people. Like they'll they'll especially when they're speaking around people from like maybe a mixed group, of people that are from like a bunch of different countries, and they'll say, "Well, I don't want to give away that I'm some um, Southern country hick or something like that." There's almost like a um, an insecurity there that if they use a Southern uh, accent that somehow people are going to think less of them. And that ma- makes, makes me really, really sad and frustrated because a, I was that person who was judgmental when I first moved here. Um, and, and, and second of all, it's just, it's just sad because, you know, your accent doesn't, is, is no more of a defining thing about you than, than any other part of you. I just, it, it's, and it's, and it's sad to me that that happens that people use that as like a weapon against yeah. Them.
2: Umception uh, that that accent for some reason makes you less intelligent or less savvy or less socially acceptable is obnoxious. That's the same thing as assuming that just because someone's hair is a certain color or someone's dress code is a certain way that they've got some different deficit that yeah, I was a a shopping center the other day and I was looking at some jacket and it was a blue jean jacket and have pink furry collar on it and I thought oh, I need this jacket and so I asked the lady I said hey is this on clearance and she said no it's not she said and if your daughter's interested in trying it on we have it in different <laughs> sizes and I was so ticked that <laughs> that it was my daughter who wanted this blue jean jacket with this pink furry collar, I was absolutely appalled. And I didn't buy the thing and we left the store and didn't purchase another thing. Cause I thought, you know, that preconception that wow. you had ahead of time uh, is just completely mind blowing to me. Everybody yeah. can be taken at face value.
0: What our, um, what our listeners don't know, Gina, is that you have a whole head full of pink hair to match that pink fuzzy neck on the jacket. Yeah.
2: Yes, I do.
0: And I wish they could see you. Well, we might need to post a picture of you with this episode so that they can see you. But um, Todd, I appreciate the fact that you brought that up about, you know, insecurities. I will tell you, as an educator who interacts with teachers on a national scale quite often, um, it is something I'm very aware of. Um, I've worked in Indiana, Montana, California, Denver, um, New York, I, I've been all over and I'm very aware of it. Um, and to the point where I almost try to change my voice. I feel like even now I'm trying to change my voice sometimes yeah. and I do it without even thinking. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Uh, the national perception of the South is that we're all, you know, uneducated people and that, that has to do with our history Right. Um, in the South, the way that we've acted ignorantly about things. And um, it also has to do with, it, good Lord, the way that they interview people on the news. Mm-hmm. You know, they interview the most uneducated people sometimes. But
2: I think um, they do that nationally, though, even on our local news, when they go to interview somebody, I swear they find, I don't know how they pick those, folks. <laughs> but it makes no difference where you're at. Because I watch the news here and think the same thing. I'm like, how. Out of all the audience there, there wasn't anybody that could have been perhaps a better selection.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's great to hear. I, I but I am very, um, I, I wouldn't say insecure about it. I, I very much own my southernness and I use it to my advantage. Um, and our euphemisms, I, I love to bring those into my speeches when I go places. Um, I love to educate people on what it means to say "bless your heart." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's still an evolving definition, I think. For yeah for, for lots of people. Terry, are you, Terry, were you able to get back on? I'm old school landline. Oh, it's okay. But you're back. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're back. Um, but what I was saying, Terry, uh, is that when you and I used to talk on the phone, um, way back in the day, my family could always tell that I was talking to you because I would change my voice to try to oh, match yes. yours. And, uh, I was just wondering if you ever picked up on that.
3: I would say not. I think that's just natural. I think we all we all do that. I think. When yeah, I, talking to someone with a, a my husband does it all the time with the Chinese neighbor. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I, I <laughs> noticed give him people, a hard time for it. I noticed when I talk to you and Gina both that sometimes y'all drop the G's off the end of an ing word when you're talking to me, and otherwise you wouldn't probably do that. Probably. Um, not. One of the, the best conversations, Todd, that I've had with Gina and Terry uh, is regarding the contraption at the grocery store yeah. that you put your items in mm-hmm. when you're shopping.
2: Honey, in yeah. the north, some, a buggy is something that is pulled on horses.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, horse and buggy.
2: Horse and buggy, that's
0: right. what a buggy is. Todd, do you say no. buggy?
1: No, no. We we I think we mentioned that in the first episode. I definitely say shopping cart. Now, I, th- I maybe I say buggy. I don't know. I, so many things. See, when you when I grew up in Syracuse, New York, you never heard any of these terms. And then I moved here when I was 15. So it was like, and then I've been here 30 something years. So it's all mixed up now. Like, I don't know where I go. I know like, like I'll say the word sneakers instead of tennis shoes. So, and I know that. So I got that from the North. I say, I say y'all, there's a lot of things that and it's just become this mishmash.
0: So you stuff. just educated me, Todd. Is tennis shoes a Southern thing? I don't know. I never heard it called tennis shoes in the Gina North. and Terry, what do y'all say, Gina, Terry?
3: We say
2: gym shoes.
1: Gym, gym
0: shoes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I could get on board with gym shoes. I would like that. You say sneakers, right, Gina?
2: Sneakers or tennis shoes. I, th- I say sneakers, I think.
1: Sneakers is why And what do you call the things, Jed, what do you call the things that you wear to the swimming pool flip-flops no that you wear on your below your waist oh swimming trunks swim trunks okay yeah all right i call them trunks too yeah 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 trunks
2: trunks here
0: okay i wasn't sure whether that was a northern thing or not speaking of uh flip-flops i've got a great story about gina so this (laughs) summer gina saw (laughs) saw the ocean for the very first time in her whole life Wow. Gina, I won't tell how old you are, but you're over half a century. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you saw the ocean for the first time. And and Todd, you live at Myrtle Beach, so you'll appreciate this. So I wanted her to take her her flip-flops off so that she could experience the sand and run. But yeah. I really wasn't thinking that through because she it was the middle of summer. The sun, the sand was blazing hot. And she cut on his head. It was fantastic.
2: I have northern um, feet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was really hot that the sand was really hot that it was day. Incredibly oh.
2: day. incredibly hot.
0: Um, yeah. It was it was funny. Um <laughs> Terry, I wanna ask you, what are some of the things that um what are some of the other things that I've educated you on about southern culture and southern um Uh, dialect and words, vocabulary. What are some of the other things that I've taught you about over the years? Because we've talked a lot about this.
3: Oh, gosh. Just so many things. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Let me think. Um, You just say things different. You just have different words for different different things. And I love it so much. Like the buggy and the cart and the... I mean, it's it's things I'd never heard of, like palmetto cheese. I don't even know. Let me.
2: The one that always sticks out for me is when it starts to pour snow for you. I'm like, honey, it doesn't pour snow in the north. It never never pours snow. Pour is a liquid term, not a snow term.
0: Yeah, it pours snow here. That's what it is.
2: Pepper snow. It it doesn't. Pepper snow in the north either.
0: (laughs) Hey, now that's what my grandma Maudie used to say. I know
2: Maudie used to tell you no but it doesn't pepper i'd never heard anybody tell me that it was pepper and snow outside until you
0: that is funny that we say that cuz pepper is black and snow is white and it i don't know why i don't why do we not say it's salting down i don't know
3: cuz that sounds You know different. what the one that i that just came to me is mash
0: oh that's yeah definitely
3: mash on the gas mash the button yep yeah that's that's very mash
0: absurd. mash the potatoes yeah. we
1: cut on the light there's oh, yeah. another one. Cut off. On, yeah, cut
3: that's, what, yeah. Or, yeah. Like that's or,
1: different.
0: You,
3: you cut the grass, like we, we mow the lawn.
0: <laughs> cut off the light. Cut yeah. On. Well, yeah, just, the word, just the word light, the way you say that is just, yeah, yeah we drag that word out a lot. a lot.
1: What about, what do you guys call, okay, you've got a bunch of stuff, old stuff in your house, and you're, you're getting ready to sell it to your neighbors. What do you call that event?
2: Yard sale. A garage sale.
1: I call it a garage sale, but here they call it a yard sale. Because we would have it in our garage. You would do it, you would open your garage, and you put the stuff in your garage. Out here, they put it out in the yard. So it's called a yard sale.
2: Who knows what the weather's going to be. That's right. Yeah, I could right. put it out in the yard. Five seconds later, it's going to do something stupid. I mean, for instance, today in Iowa, the wind is blowing sixty mile an hour, and it is fifty six degrees outside on Sunday, and we're expecting snow on Tuesday. I could have all four seasons in the event <laughs> in one day without it being a big deal for us. So yeah, it has to be a garage. Yeah. To be a yard sale.
0: I mean, we we definitely have. A change of seasons pretty quickly like that, Gina. You saw that when you were here just yes. a little bit ago in December. Um, when yeah, it
2: snowed for me, and it wasn't even all covering the grass. It's- you guys were all <laughs> panicking. There's wrecks on the interstate. You're calling me, going, "I don't know how long it'll take us to get <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What are you talking about? There isn't even anything covering the grass." Hey,
0: Terry, <laughs> Terry, just last week sent me a video of it snowing out there in St. George, Utah. And she was acting the same way I did.
3: <laughs> we don't see
0: much snow. <laughs> not, not in your part of the, of Utah. Not in my part of the state. Terry, tell everybody what part of the state you live in. Describe I'm it. I'm in the
3: Southwest corner and we're about a hundred, a little over a hundred miles from Las Vegas. So we are in the hot desert. Yeah. Of yeah. Utah in the red rock
0: desert. That's a beautiful Terry, area. There was one thing that I remember that you taught me about. Um, with Dutch oven. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I had never heard of that. Tell everybody about, Yeah. Tell everybody like about Dutch that. oven cooking. Yeah. Woo. I
1: got a whole do- other meaning for Dutch oven. Go ahead.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I do want to hear that talk. All Terry, right. Tell, go us, ahead. tell us about Dutch oven. What is Dutch oven?
3: Oh, it's, it's uh, definitely a regional delight. I don't, it's a uh, cast iron Dutch ovens it, and people do it when they camp and you you make Dutch oven potatoes and you fry the bacon in there and add the potatoes and onion and cover it up and cook it on your fire and in the hot coals and it's delicious.
2: Uh, she's farther west than I am. I have never in my life heard of this Dutch oven thing. We do have crock pots here though, Jed. We don't have <laughs> slow. Burgers.
0: Okay, well just so you know <laughs> this
2: is an outside
3: cooking yes, method I
0: say, for sure. Oven, it's just totally it's uh something totally different. We don't have anything like that here. Um, other than if I asked, uh, Terry and Gina, do y'all know what a low country bull is? I do. No. Terry, have you had one with, with us? No, but I, I've heard it, I've you, know, just you heard heard it talk about it. about it. Gina, do you know what that is?
2: I saw something on some alligator hunting show once about that. How about that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we, it it's funny because in South Carolina, we, even in South Carolina, Todd, we have different names for that yeah um uh, low true. country low country boil frogmore stew uh, yep. what else? there's another name for it um
1: is it, say like goom goombe or goom something i don't know yeah
0: goom i don't even Goomba know but there's there's several different names for it basically what uh low country boil is is shrimp potatoes corn on the cob um sausage
1: yeah Thanks. potatoes
0: and Yeah, I said potatoes. And then yeah. you season it with you season it with that Old Bay season. Old Bay, yeah. It's really good. Um, and you eat it, Gina and Terry, you dump it out on, like, newspaper. Yeah. And eat it right off the table. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, you,
1: nobody else knows what Dutch oven means besides, am I the only one who knows the funny meaning of that?
3: Are talking about me? Oh, I know the alternate meaning. I don't, so, okay. like, I don't mean to know. I am the about- alternate meaning.
0: I'm looking up Urban Dictionary right now, but I'm hoping you're going to tell me, Todd, before I get
1: there. All right. So (laughs) it's kind of gross. I know. It's it's when when you're in bed with somebody. Oh, my goodness. And you release some gas, and then you pull the covers over both your heads. (laughs) That's called a Dutch oven.
3: No. You've also referred to that as a covered wagon.
0: A covered
2: wagon. Yeah, I've heard covered
0: wagons. <laughs> I have, you, this is, diff, hey, this is an educational podcast right here. Yes, the best I, kind. I did not, I have never heard of that.
2: I gotcha. am not going to tell you why I have heard of that. <laughs> but I have in fact heard of that.
1: I may or, may or may not have experienced that within the past week.
2: Uh, <laughs> we're not here to defend themselves. I'm not even.
0: Kidding. That is, Todd. That is probably my favorite moment of all of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Oh, yeah. that is fantastic. Yeah, oh. Dutch oven. I don't know
1: where that came from. I I, I don't know how that where the, the etymology of all that. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Um. So getting this, getting this derailed train back on track here. Um, <laughs> now, that's exactly what this was supposed to be. It's supposed to be silly. So I love this. Um, one of the things that often comes up other than uh, words is our food. So, we, you know, we're talking about Dutch oven. Um, the South has lots <laughs> of food that is, that is different. And um, I, I love fried okra. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, it's so good. Uh, this summer when Gina was out here visiting, she had fried okra for the first time. Gina, what was your impression of fried okra?
2: Fried okra was a lot different than it was. The only time I've ever seen okra, it was stewed and it was slimy. So the fried stuff was actually pretty yummy. I could manage some fried okra if it's apparently done right, but I'm pretty sure that if I tried to do it up here, it wouldn't
0: work. Yeah, it, it's a it's a special talent to fry the okra correctly, I think.
2: It is, yeah. but I could crave some pickled cucumbers. So I'm telling you what.
0: That oh,
2: yeah, that restaurant that was some, quite something yes
0: gina it it burnt up it burnt down seriously yeah oh. it it was supposed to be opened up about two months later but it is still closed down we rode by there just today and it's still closed down
2: holy tar that's i
0: know good. i'm hoping they open back up before this summer
2: well they best let's mm-hmm. talk about that game that you play with kids sometimes and there's uh long club and there's a little tiny ball and then oh yes and things what do we call that
0: we call that putt-putt Gina
2: that is ridiculous it's <laughs> the noise that a child makes when they're driving a little play car <laughs> across the floor putt-putt-putt-putt that's miniature golf
0: okay I, you, you know, got it
2: girl <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've, been try-
0: I've been trying to convert Terry to putt-putt for 20 plus no, years no I
2: love
3: it I love it <laughs> <laughs> and and I I like to text Jed and say we went miniature golfing and he says oh, that tears me up inside to hear you say that
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> miniature golf. I think what miniature. makes what makes me even more sad is when I go down to Myrtle Beach where there's a bazillion putt putts and they do say miniature golf on the sign, and it just kind of debunks the whole. Um, <laughs> but there's a whole chain of, of miniature golfs. It's it's called Putt Putt Golfing Games. Um and they're orange. All of the rails around the, the holes are orange. And um, so when you said putt-putt, Gina, though, it, the way you described putt-putt, it made me think of another Southern phrase that I say and my mom says, God, we should have had my mama on this podcast.
2: had your mama, where is Oh, it?
0: we should have had my mama. We need her. We've never uh, gotten a word in edgewise, or mama on here. <laughs> my, she knows every Southern phrase there ever was. Um, what was sometime, that dancing thing this summer? The what? The dancing thing. Oh, shagging.
2: Yes, because I had never heard of that. Shagging was yeah. a whole different thing in the North. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shagging. And um, Terry, uh, one time Terry and I were talking about beach music as mm-hmm. a genre of music. And, and it was hard. For, for It was like she thought, Terry, you thought it was oldies. Um, Gina, I think you and I have had this conversation. It's not oldies. It's a genre of music. That you do the shag too. Shag is the state dance of South Carolina. Um, <laughs> but what what I was going to say, Todd and Todd, tell me if you have ever heard of this phrase, Todd. Okay. Have you ever heard of Scooter Putin? Nope. You've me never knew. heard. Of, you've never heard of Scooter Putin, Gina. No. Have you heard of Scooter Putin?
2: No, but it sounds Putin? like some toddlers doing their drawers. Before. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. No, know. I've heard no.
0: of Putin. No, no, not not like, Vladimir. Putin is
1: southern for. Yeah, Southern is um, for the Dutch oven thing.
0: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Terry, <laughs> Terry, you, Terry, and I have been friends for a long time. She may have heard me say Scooter Putin before. Have you heard that? I've heard that, yes. Okay, so for everybody listening, Scooter Putin is when you are <laughs> out and about for the day. Um, you're going and running errands, but they're not errands that you really need to get done. Um, you're just out like, you might go to Walmart. You might need to stop by the tool store. Uh, you might stop and grab some lunch, and then you might run to the mall and grab you some shoes. And you might stop by and see your granny. And that's called scooter Putin. You're out, just kind of um, farting around. Got you it. have no specific plan. Um, you're just out and about enjoying the day, and you're scooter Putin.
2: I would love to know that behind the scenes <laughs> version of where that came from. I
0: have, I, I have no idea. It could be, <laughs> it could be a, a Lynn term. Lynn is my mom. Oh, um, do
2: we think so? This is something your mama made up? <gasps> no, oh. not
0: really. Not really, because I know other people who, if I said, "Let's go scooter Putin," they know, they know what i was talking about. What do, you, what do you guys call that? Yeah, Gina, what do you call that? I don't know you?
2: That I have a name for that. I don't think it has this specific name for our area i mean you're just out and about
0: yeah running errands is what i would say
2: yeah like
1: bumming
0: yeah we would say i like that terry that's a good explanation of it we um like if i'm running errands running errands to me is going to the post office getting gas um maybe stopping by somewhere to pay a bill that doesn't take electronic payment um taking out the trash those are running errands Um, because it has a distinct purpose, but like Scooter Putin is when you just don't really have an agenda. (laughs) Um, you just kind of go and you just do. Um, (laughs) I don't know.
3: (laughs) No, I'm down. I, I'm with you. Let's go bumming.
0: Yeah. It's really a fun day. I, and the best person to go Scooter Putin with is my mom. I love to go Scooter Putin with her. I'd like to go with Lynn. Mm yeah she's a lot of fun she is is a very fun person to go scooter putin with, and um, um oh, 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 what do you call okay, what do you call the thing that is kind of like a motorcycle that people ride on um moped on? you moped. call it a moped yeah, you, know you can call a scooter or moped. okay, we have so many names uh for that. uh let's see. It's not just a moped. It's um. My mama calls it a budden-budden.
2: Excuse me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a budden-budden.
2: That, that again.
0: <laughs> a budden-budden.
2: A budden-budden. <clears throat> yeah. I can't even um, form that. My cheeks won't let me make that noise. My,
0: my, my family, I've heard people in my family call it a motor pecan. Uh, motor pecan? Motor
2: pecan?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's <And laughs> <my> a <laughs> new one. Maybe people even call it a smut butt. <laughs> that one actually makes sense. <laughs>
1: smut butt.
0: Ooh, yes. I have heard all of those. Yes. Bun bun is probably what's <laughs> the funniest one. I remember that like from when I was little. Because I think, Gina, the reason you call it a bun bun is because when it goes by, it's like bun 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 bun. Ah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Onomatopoeia. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about
2: Circe. <laughs> because oh. I had never heard of a Circe until oh, I Oh yeah. I was thinking I don't that. even know what we call those in the north.
0: Todd, do you know what a Circe is? Yeah.
1: I learned it though, and I didn't learn it until recently, like over the past five years. Mm. I had never heard of it before.
0: Yeah, I grew up knowing what a Cersei was. For our listeners who may not know, a Circe is a small little gift or surprise. That you buy for someone for no reason, um, you wouldn't you wouldn't call a birthday present a Cersei or a Christmas present a Cersei. But if randomly on March the seventh you got a little prize from somebody who was just thinking about you, yeah. um, they might say, "Hey, I got you a little Cersei." It's a little prize, like you're out at Target and you see a little something. And Cerseis usually, I mean, I'll just tell you, Cerseis are ten dollars or less. You you don't spend a lot of money on a Cersei. It's just a little thoughtful thing. Um, I used to send Terry Cersei's in the mail. You know, sometimes I send you a little Cersei in the mail. Um, I saw a card today at Target that I wanted to send both of y'all. Um, (laughs) and I may go and buy it. It was an Easter card and it it was Jesus on the front and he was tweeting and he said, Hey, look, I got 12 followers. (laughs) 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 And he was talking about, of course, the disciples, but I thought that was the funniest card. And I thought I'm going to give that for Terry and Gina to say, thank you. And I didn't get it because we were at the beach and I didn't want it to get squished up in the car. So (laughs) I'm probably going to go buy y'all a little Cersei and put it in there and say,
2: I I don't know that in the North there's a word for it.
0: So what what, what I've heard Gina say tonight is that you don't have a word uh, for running errands and you don't have a word for Gina. What I hear you saying is that the South has a, an expanded vocabulary Um, of English that's what I'm hearing you saying
2: there's a certain charm and and a certain comfort feeling that comes from everything in the south having some sort of a little moniker attached to it that somehow makes it seem specialer than it is in other parts of the country I believe because I mean if we're out running errands somehow that doesn't sound nearly as much fun as Scooter Putin (laughs) (laughs)
0: Gina, you just make it, you made me feel so special right there. I thank you for that. That's, there that's is,
2: fantastic. there's a certain, yeah, it's a certain comfort thing, a certain charm to it that, yeah, we don't have, I mean, a moped is a moped. That's not very exotic.
0: Right. But when you call it a budding budding, it kind of changes it, doesn't it?
2: It does kind of change it. <laughs> but then there's those weird things that you have that I think are just entirely yours. And then I discover that it's, okay, what you call milk? What is that?
0: I call no. it milk.
2: No, there's that milk curdly, boily thing. Oh yes, yes. And You thought it was some word of your mamas, and it's no,
0: it's a legitimate word. Okay, Todd, I'm gonna and Terry. Maybe okay. we've talked about this. If you leave a glass of milk sitting out, okay, and it yeah. gets lumpy, what do you call that, Terry? What do you say?
3: Oh, I could think of many words. I might say clabbered. <laughs>
0: gina no (laughs) she's been no she wasn't i promise i'm i'm not i've never heard that i I would call it curdled. curdled curdled yeah curdled i get i understand the word curdle but we i i would never said curdle i always say clabbered and um recently i had to prove myself to gina and we looked it up, and I actually wow. screenshotted the the definition of clabbered. You look up clabbered, and it is talking about that's right milk. There.
2: And I yeah. really thought that was just some southern euphemism kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, holy tar, that's an actual thing.
0: No, <laughs> you just you just said something, Jeannie. You say all the time that nobody down here would say
2: holy tar.
0: Holy tar, yeah.
2: I have an entire list of things that I say because you can't swear in a classroom. And so, if I'm running around, and that's why I have those developed. Because if I'm running around the house and I will stub my toe, I will yell toads and weasels. And and (laughs) my girlfriend will say to me, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I can't swear. And if I don't adapt some form (laughs) of something to something that sounds like it could potentially be a swear word, then yeah, holy tar, toads and weasels
0: yeah and exactly. you say you say lots of stuff I do uh one of the funniest things that ever okay, between Terry and I, Todd, you will love this, so back in the day when we were swapping videos, um like oh, we, no, Terry, <laughs> you know I was gonna bring this up, Terry, okay, I knew it <laughs> so Terry, we used to send I don't even remember what they called the little the little tiny cassettes that went in and like a I think they're called beta.
3: It was like you had to put it uh, in a it like was, an adapter
0: for yeah, the VHS tape. Todd, you're the techie guy. There were VHS C tapes. Yeah, and you had to put it in another. <laughs> yeah, thing and an later. adapter. There were smaller. It, like VHSC stretched it out. Yeah, so, yeah. So Terry and I used to send those to each other because we wanted each other to see like where we lived and yeah. At the time that we were doing this, I lived on the lake uh, here in Spartanburg, and she and some of her friends went to the pool and um just shot a video they were at the pool and terry says <laughs> and my mom still this day laughed at it she says hi jed here we are at the pool.' <laughs> and the way she said the word pool she put two syllables in it now you know the word southern southerners are infamous yes. for putting extra syllables todd yeah. she said the word pool she said poo <laughs> <laughs> i'll
3: never live it down <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: never ever
0: no, you won't. But Terry, that was one of my favorite videos I ever got. But um, <laughs> we should Todd, have that. Todd, I know that your family is from New York. Yes. What have you discovered uh, just from living down here, talking to your family, um, maybe some things that are different?
1: All right. So one thing is, okay, Jed, if you were going to eat a meal with your family on Sunday and it was noon, what would you call it? Um,
0: that would be Sunday dinner.
1: Yeah, see, dinner that confused the hell out of me for a long yeah. time because I'm like, dinner is the nighttime meal, That's and dinner, supper. Yes. Yeah. Well, we call where I'm from. We call we is dinner or supper is the meal you eat at night. Yeah. Lunch Lunch is I've never heard lunch referred to as dinner. So when people were saying we're going to eat dinner, when I moved here, I'm like, oh, why are we eating dinner at noon? We eating dinner at noon. Well,
0: I would tell you, Todd, we would never eat Saturday dinner or Friday dinner. Okay. So it's only on Sundays. For me, I mean, I can't speak for all of the South, but Sunday dinner was what you ate after church on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. That was just, that was the meal. Uh, Now, most of the time growing up though, the meal that we ate at night, though, we, we still didn't call it dinner. We called it supper.
2: It's always been supper at night for me. Dinner was the 12 o'clock noon meal. That's but we never attributed a day of the week to it. It made no difference if it was Friday, right. we were still having dinner. If it was Sunday, we were still having dinner. It was never attributed for anything like that. Supper was always the six o'clock
0: meal. The only other time that I know that we use the word dinner, um, at a not at a not a nighttime would be like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, yeah. Like, I'd, we don't say, I don't remember saying Christmas supper or Thanksgiving supper. Yeah. Um, us,
2: whether it was dinner or supper denoted what time you were eating it.
0: Right. Okay. That's interesting.
2: Supper is never anything other than six o'clock.
1: Yeah. And that we use we dinner and supper interchangeably growing up. And lunch mm-hmm. was lunch. Breakfast was breakfast. And I never heard lunch or, bre- you know, referred to as dinner. I mean, I've heard of your, like, the meal that you eat, like, eat your dinner, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Jed, do let me ask you this, because this is a kind of a regional thing within the South, so it's like a cultural thing within a culture. Do you know what chicken bog is?
0: You know what? I, I Believe it or not, Todd, I just learned about that a few years ago. Um, yeah. I was at a race. I did a 10K race. <laughs> it was called Hell Hole Swamp. Um, okay. it's down in the low country of south carolina i think it's uh sumter or berkeley county somewhere right in there i was okay um and after the race they served chicken bog mm-hmm. and i was like how am i growing up in the south and not knowing what this is everybody act like it was the common so i looked it up and we do not have chicken bog in the upstate of south carolina that's yeah not do you all um, know what chicken bog is
2: i have not a clue in the world
3: i isn't it a chicken and rice
1: yeah, yeah. and sausage kind of thing? Yeah, yeah,
0: and it I've is. Never had it, but it I've heard is, of it.
1: It is quite delicious. It's amazing,
0: but it is a it is a regional. It's regional yeah. to South Carolina. It's not. It, it's not in the Upstate. It's not a right thing.
1: That was something I thought was I thought was a Southern thing, and then realized that when I went and spoke with people up Upstate, and I was like, "Yeah, you guys have you have you heard of chicken bog?" I'm like, what are you talking about, chicken bog? I don't know. What you're yeah. Talking. So that that's interesting that there's even certain words. In certain parts of the South, certain foods that are only, like you even mentioned the Frogmore stew. I think it's referred to that probably down like in the Low Country, like near Beauty. yeah, It's called Frogmore. The,
0: the Low Country folks don't even call it a Low Country bowl. They call it Frogmore right. stew. Right. right. Yeah. What yeah.
2: decides whether you're upstate or Low Country? Because in Iowa, we are just a giant flat state and it's just a <laughs> whole state. There's no upstate, (laughs) downstate, low state. There are no separations of elevation within the state. What decides whether you're upstate or low, whatever?
0: That's a great question. Why don't you answer that, Todd? And then I'll correct you when you say (laughs) (laughs) when So when I I first moved here, I thought it
1: was like the northern half was the upstate. But it's actually, I think, there's the upstate is... Where the elevation, you start getting the foot, the Piedmont, the foothills, and then you start getting closer to the Blue Ridge Mountains. So as you get closer to the Blue Ridge Mountains, that's the upstate, and the Low Country is, it's it, you're getting close to the ocean. So there's lots of swamps. It's flatter. You don't, you know, there's very few hills. or There's no mountains. Very few hills. Uh, a lot of plain, coastal plains, and that kind of thing. So we call that Low Country because it's all low. Jed, am I wrong?
0: No, I'd I'd say you did that really well. It's um. Yeah, the low country is along the coast. Yeah. It's weird though, for me when I think low country, I think um Charleston area. Yeah. Yeah. Um Myrtle Definitely. Beach, I don't I don't think Myrtle Beach uh as a low country. I don't either. Um although technically like in our South Carolina history textbooks, it would be considered a coastal region, but it's not the yeah. low country. The low country for me is anything south of Columbia latitudinally Longitudinally, I don't know which is which. I can't remember right now. I've had a yeah. few glasses of wine. I don't know.
1: I would say like McClellanville down to Beaufort below <clears throat> be low country so, to me. So,
0: Gina and Terry, y'all know Columbia is right in the middle of our state. So, I would think anything south of there, really south and east of Columbia. Yeah, south the and low east. Country. Um, the upstate, to me, is anything north and west of Columbia. Yeah. Um, which is – I live in the upstate because – Uh, but you know, it's not anything that borders North Carolina is not the upstate because like, um, Dillon or Marion County, I would not call that, um, the upstate, even though they're close to the border of South of North Carolina. So the upstate for me would be anything like you said, close to the mountains. Terry, have you lived out in St. George your whole life? Born and raised. So what are some things
1: as you go like visit other places, what are some things that you have like food wise or culturally? I know there's a, uh, you know, there's a big Mormon population there. What do you have? Like, are there certain foods or whatever that are that you go other places and they don't have
3: things that we have here that they don't have other places?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, I mean the Mormons have their own culture of food with funeral potatoes and green jello and you know Amen. things like that
0: terry um, we have we've have been friends for a long time what is this about green jello i've never heard this
3: <laughs> oh it's like a oh it's just a funny like thing about like they sell more jello in utah than like anywhere in the world
0: it's <laughs> really? what it used
3: to be oh yeah like every but i like how you got how you call it like a congealed salad, I was like, "What in the world is a congealed salad?"
0: Now, a congealed salad and Jello, in my mind, are two different things.
3: Right. Well, if you have a Jello salad, we call it a Jello salad, but you but
0: it's the same I, you, thing.
3: Yeah, I think it's just, isn't it like Jello with stuff in it?
0: Yeah, a congealed salad is Jello with like. Maybe some cottage cheese. Some
3: pineapple. Some pineapple,
0: some cherry. You might have
3: it at a funeral luncheon.
0: Oh, yeah. You would definitely have it at a funeral. Or a church yeah.
3: party. Or- yeah.
0: A congealed salad is definitely a, a, a church lady thing. Right. Yeah, definitely. Right. A yeah. uh,
2: congealed salad sounds like it's been in the fridge too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: been somewhere too long. It's a yeah. Yeah.
2: salad here.
0: You call yellow, it a salad? Yeah, that is so yeah. funny, Terry. We have never had this conversation as long as we've been friends. I don't know that we've talked about green jello and and this. That's Oh
3: yeah, Look that up. Jello salad and shredded carrots in it. But I mean that those are old school, you know, kind of funny things about Utah.
1: Growing up in Syracuse, we had those couple things. Uh, one is we had something called salt potatoes. And salt potatoes are basically little tiny potatoes that come in a bag. They come in like this 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 bag with a bag of salt. And you you boil up the potatoes in and you pour the salt in and you boil basically boil the potatoes in salt water. And then you take them out and you smother them in butter. And that's called those are those are called salt potatoes.
0: I can get down with that. That sounds delicious. That's pretty good.
1: They're really good.
0: I've
2: never heard of that.
1: Yeah. Salt potatoes. And then one thing that I didn't I thought was a Northern thing, but it's now it's come to the South. They call them these cookies half and halves. We call them half moon cookies. And it's where you've got half the cookie It's a circle cookie and you have half of it's chocolate, half of it's covered in vanilla. Have y'all seen those? I
2: thought those were just black and white cookies. Some people call them
1: black and whites. Yeah.
0: I don't even know what you're talking about. Period. Either one of y'all
1: black and whites. They're called, some people call them black and whites where I came from, they call them half moon cookies And it's like this, it's a round, big, round, cakey kind of cookie. And half of it's got, the top half, it's got chocolate frosting on one half and vanilla frosting on the other half.
2: I assumed it was an Eastern thing. We were listening to some audio book in my classroom the other day and the kid's mom runs a deli and they were talking about black and white cookies at this deli. And I had to stop yeah. and do a talk with my kids about what black and white cookies were.
0: Cause they had not a clue what was going on. Yeah. I've heard of that before. I've, I've, heard ne- I've never heard of these at all. I mean, I have a visual of what you're talking about, but I've never heard of
1: them. Oh, they're good. Check oh, them right. out. When, they have them in the grocery stores here now. You'll see them now, now that you've, I pointed them out. You'll see these round cookies, half half uh, chocolate, half vanilla.
0: One of the things um, this uh, past year, I went out to visit Gina, and they had out there that that I don't feel like is a common thing here is fried cheese curds, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is I mean we have like we have mozzarella cheese sticks, you know, at every restaurant. That's common, but they in Iowa it was a big thing. They take little little balls of fry, of cheese curds and they deep fry it and they serve it with ranch. It was, it was heavenly. Um,
2: there's a difference though. You can get cheese curds or you can get cheese balls and there's a difference between the two. You need to come back because there are places that exclusively serve cheese curds and then there are other places just do cheese well,
0: balls. What's the difference? Cause I don't even know.
2: There's a consistency difference. Cheese curds, I think are traditionally white cheese and cheese balls
0: are traditionally yellow cheese. And Todd, do you, do you know of any place that has those? I mean, I just don't even that know. Was,
1: that was not a thing where I, where I grew up. That was not a thing. We ate a lot of cheese, but not, not cheese curds or anything like that. But I've heard like people like in Wisconsin, I think that might be a Midwestern thing. I, I don't
2: Midwestern know. Midwestern thing.
0: Terry, do y'all do anything like that out there?
3: I, um, just at the Culver's that's like from Wisconsin, yeah, I've heard that as a like a, I a northern.
0: I it, it, it was delicious. I mean, fried cheese. Who can go wrong with fried cheese? I mean, hello, <laughs> it was delicious. Um, um, I remember
3: but, last time I was out to see you. We went to that place for breakfast, and they had fried bologna on the menu.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, is that a regional thing, fried bologna?
2: That's not. I,
3: I've never seen it before or
2: since. Really? It, yeah, yeah. We fried bologna. We staff fried. It was like a delicacy for us. Mm because they put it on the griddle and then it all poofed up and then you yeah. had to cut into it you had to get just a certain sear on it in order for it to be yummy yeah
0: this this is funny we're talking about that because a couple of weeks ago Matt and I were at the beach and I was just craving fried bologna um, it's not healthy obviously oh. um, but I was just craving it and we were at Target and I was I told Matt I said hey we need to get some bologna because I want a bologna a fried bologna sandwich well we forgot and on the way home we stopped at the gas station and lo and behold the gas station the gas station had bologna. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we bought a pack of the bologna at the gas station. We fried that up and it was oh my gosh it was so delicious. Terry, I th- have you had fried bologna before? No, I've never but, had it. The next time you're coming out and look, I'll make it a real delicacy for you. We'll go to the butcher and get some some thick cut bologna, not thick the thick cheese- cut bologna. <laughs>
2: But it has to have the red rind thing around it. Yeah,
0: really. If it has the red rind, that's the best. That's the best. That's the best. Me. Yeah. I mean, it really is. The cheaper the baloney, the better. Like the better. Oh. If you can get like the the local grocery store brand for like ninety nine cents a pack. Ew. <laughs> bro. Who knows what kind of? Todd, remember that episode we did about vegan and yeah? I, those poor people would be so ashamed of us right now
1: yeah that's what i was thinking i was thinking i'm like advocating for chicken bog and i was about to bring up fat back and like
0: (laughs) oh my gosh gina and terry do y'all know what fat back is
1: is? bacon
0: isn't it some kind of a bacony i don't know todd explain explain fat back to these fat
1: back is pork fat i mean pure fat fried and i mean they immerse there's there's so much salt in it i don't think they could put more salt in it it's the it's salt so- <laughs> but it's oh my god and it gets all crispy on the outside but then it's a little bit mushy on the inside oh and you my just goodness. eat a little bite of it oh it's you eat it that is- with some chicken bog oh, it's so good <laughs> <laughs> barbecue
0: it's so good gina terry next, i can't believe y'all the next time y'all both y'all are out here we are i will buy yeah. some fat back and we will fry it and it, oh,
1: <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> Well, it's it's, the, it's probably the worst food on the planet for you. No, no it, doubt. No it's doubt. A little goes a long way, but it's so good. Yeah. How it's, about red velvet cake? Do y'all have red velvet cake?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I like okay.
1: Is
0: that a regional thing? <laughs> I hadn't
1: heard of it until I moved here, but it, maybe it's kind of grown. I don't know. Or I think it's I everywhere
0: just, now. Everywhere
1: now? What do y'all call the things? If you go to a seafood restaurant, they bring out a basket of little balls. What are the, what, all right, Jed? <laughs> what do you call those things that are in the basket? I'm trying to be not say it. I, Gina, what do you call those?
2: Hush puppies, aren't
3: they? Hush
1: puppies. What do you call them?
0: Does everybody well, call them? Only them? Ever,
3: yeah, I've only ever had them there. So
0: yeah. See, Gina and Terry, they've been contaminated by me. They know enough Southern culture. Okay. We we that they've actually both. I had hush puppies with me. But I've heard people call them corn dodgers. Corn oh, dodgers.
3: I like that. I that's pretty that. good.
1: Yeah, you've never heard corn dodgers yet. I have never heard that. No, never. I've heard I've heard Southern people. First time I heard, well, you got them corn dodgers.
0: Now, yeah. I, uh, speaking of hush puppies, and places that serve them, um, I know Terry will know what I'm talking about. I don't know if Gina knows, um, but a fish camp will have uh-huh. hush puppies.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Todd, y'all don't have fish camps down there. Do yeah, we got, we got one. We got you one. Do? Yeah. Yeah. Gina, do you know what a fish camp is? I have
2: no idea.
0: So it's like a – I hesitate, Todd, to call it a seafood restaurant because <laughs> – <laughs> It's your
1: uncle's. He opened it up in a shack. <laughs> it's, a,
0: it's a shack of a seafood place um, that they really don't have a lot of seafood. They serve flounder and maybe some perch and some catfish. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's all the shrimp. And they would have fried shrimp. Right. right. But but it's it's not shrimp that came out of the ocean yesterday. It's like been frozen for months and months and months. <laughs> right, I got another
1: one. This is a big one. How about boiled peanuts?
0: <gasps> yes.
1: That was, I, an, yeah. that was an acquired taste for me. The first time I had a boiled or boiled peanut, Um, I thought it was one of the grossest things I ever had. And now like I crave them. I love them.
2: I don't understand when that transition happens. (laughs) Terry,
0: (laughs) Terry, have you had a bald peanut?
3: Oh, yeah. With you.
0: You did? Yeah. I don't remember you having them. Was it on the the, date?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's very deceiving because they smell fabulous. And you put them in your mouth and it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Oh,
1: They're you, so good. The
0: ones, at the, the ones at the beach are good. But Gina, I'm telling you, the next time you're out, Terry, this goes for you too. We're going to drive up to Highway 11, um, which is like the northernmost highway in South Carolina. It runs from Gaffney all the way to the state line of Georgia. And along that highway, you can find just bald peanut stand after bald peanut stand. Little, little old men that have woke up at 4.30 in the morning and started boiling them peanuts and sell them on the side of the road. And that is where they're the best. Mm-hmm. That is where yeah. they are the best. Todd, on your way to Asheville next time. I know you love to go to Asheville. Yeah. Pull off on Highway 11 up 26 and just find you some bald peanuts. Right there is the yeah. best.
1: Oh, that's the best place to find them is some yeah. dude who's got a big pot. He might look a little sketchy, but he's got a big pot on the side of the road, and he's got them in Ziploc bags. Those are going to be your best, best ones right there.
0: Now, I want to educate there, our – Don't eat them out of a can. Is there a two? <laughs> no. <laughs> there, well, there is, a li- there is a little bit of technique as far as – so you can't just go to, like, your grocery store and buy raw peanuts and boil them. You have to get green peanuts. That'd be green. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, if they're not green, they, they they won't taste right. And Gina, I know you think they don't taste right anyway. But if, <laughs> if you just go and like buy, you know, like if you go to the restaurants where you um, eat peanuts right there and throw your shells on the floor. Yes. Those are not the ones that you bowl. Those are not the ones. You have to find green peanuts. Yeah. Um, raw with, peanuts. Raw that haven't been processed at all.
1: Hmm. Yeah. They're really, once you get when you get good ones, man, they're, they're real good you'll get used and you get used to it. Cause the thing is, I think you grow up like I did, you grow up and you're so used to that peanut flavor being something crunchy and, and you know, you're and hard and then all of a sudden you bite into it and it has more like a bean texture and you're like, yeah. what is wrong with this thing? It's like, so it's, you're like, you're like going against a lifetime of how it's supposed to taste But once you get used to it, oh, my, now now I like them better than roasted peanuts for sure. I mean, I like both, but.
2: Used to it thing take, do you think?
0: (laughs) It took a few years. It took a few years. Now, I love them. Here here is how you really have to acquire the taste. You first have to sit on the beach, Mm -hmm. and you have to have about four or five beers. Yeah, And then you start eating the peanuts. Or
1: Coca-Cola. Yeah,
0: Coca-Cola hey cola Gina and Terry. Okay, this might be the last thing we talk about because we've talked for I could talk about this all day. Gina and Terry, if I told you that I wanted a dab, I mean a um a dope, a dope and a pack of nabs, what would I want?
3: You got me there.
2: I don't know, a honey. I think you'd probably be arrested for it here. I don't think that's something you want to say.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> love that I could Terry. I can't leave after twenty four years. I'm teaching something new. You got me. You I got me. A, if I want a dope and a pack of nabs, Todd, what do I want?
1: I know what a pack of nabs is. It's, it's a it's a crack. It's those are like like little pack of like Lance crackers or whatever. I've yeah. never heard of a yeah. dab. I don't know a a, a
0: dab. A, dab. A, not a dab. A dope. A dope and a pack of nabs.
1: I don't know what a dope is. I haven't heard of that.
0: A dope is what the old Southern folk used to call a Coca-Cola. Okay. Because it had cocaine in it. <laughs> and so you, uh-huh. called it, you called it a dope. Dope, got and it. And a pack of nabs was Nabisco crackers. Yeah. Like the little cheese crackers. So you'd have, or peanut butter crackers. You'd have right. a dope and a pack of nabs. I remember. I remember my great grandma, her name was Granny Gracie. She used to want to sit on the porch and have a dope and a pack of naps. And yep. that, yeah, that's what she used to say. I remember it.
1: Yeah, you got and it's and when you're not a southerner, you the first time you hear that, you're like, what did he just say? Pagan <laughs> Iam. I want pack an I And you're like, what? You want to pack a nap? What? What are you saying? You want to pack your naps? What? And you're like, what is it? And then you figure out there's an, I want a pack of nabs. And you're like, what the <laughs> hell is a nab? What are you talking about? A pack? I give you what you want, but I, you know, you tell me what you, you're talking about. Cause I didn't, I didn't know what there was. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't that understand.
0: <laughs> I am so proud that I thought I really did think that Terry and I had talked about everything. Um, but I'm so glad I just stumped you, Terry. That just made my day. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> a dope and a pack of naps. I feel yeah. I've been educated now. Uh, no, that's that's the whole point of this convert this uh, podcast uh, and this conversation. I appreciate it. Terry and Gina, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, I thanks. A um, blast. This has been so much fun. I hope that our listeners enjoyed it. Uh, listeners, here's the most important thing. When you listen to this podcast, we you see it on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you see it. Um, if there's something that we left out comment on the uh the post and let us know uh cuz this yeah. is just one of the most fantastic things. Terry sent me a book um for my birthday last year year before Terry I can't even remember the name of the the book It's on my shelf in there in my uh guest bedroom. Um, I think it's called Talking American or Speaking oh, American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has all of these kind of things that regional um, dialects and words we say. Man, I love it because it just shows you the amazing, uh, the amazing awesome diversity of our country, um, not just with all of the different colors of skins and different languages that represent um, the world that are here, but man, in our own country, how each little region has its own little quirks and, and uniqueness, and I love mm-hmm. it. And um, this was just a fun podcast for me, so I'm glad we got to do this. Terry, Gina, thank y'all for um, being on here.
1: Yeah, thanks.
3: thanks for watching, guys. Thank you.
0: Well, Todd, um, I can't believe that we're at the end of another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, when we close, uh, do you have anything that you've been reading, anything you've been watching this week that you want to share with our listeners?
1: I, I, I had one final thought, and then something I want to share real quick is just learning from my mistake on this whole thing. If you've just moved to another region or another area and people aren't talking the way you talk, they're not eating foods that you're used to eating and that kind of thing, don't constantly talk about the the things that where you're from. I mean, it's fine to share that, but don't constantly act like the culture that you came from is 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 somehow better that you wish that you were back there. Take a moment to just sit back. And, and learn about something new. Try these new foods. You don't have to insult people. Put it down if you don't like it. You don't like it, but but appreciate the fact that n- people are different, and that um, there's all these different th- new things for you to explore. And be a just have that curious mindset and um, and an adventurer, and take that type of attitude rather than an attitude uh, into that situation that it was better where you came from. And I think you'll you'll find that there's so many different things to enjoy. Um but the thing I wanted to recommend because I don't want the show to go off the air and not a lot of people are watching it. It's called the Good Place. It's on NBC. It's a
2: fabulous show. I've seen I love it.
1: it's a, it's just a funny show and it's so creative. It's the guy the guy who one of the guys who was responsible for parks and rec and for the office his name's Michael Schur, and he actually played Moe's in The Office. Um, he's, he writes the show, and it's just a fantastic, wonderful show, just very creative and different. So that's my recommendation for the week.
0: Well, that's uh, a fantastic. I love that you um, talked about a show because I want to talk about a show too. Since we were talking about being funny and, um, and the whole episode tonight was just kind of relaxed, I've always talked about a book I've been reading or whatever. But I'm watching um, on Netflix the show Shit's Creek. Okay, I don't, know, I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, I've heard the name. It's a, it's a it's a sitcom, and Eugene Levy from um, American Pie, yeah, is is kind of the lead, and it is it is one of the most hysterical shows I've ever watched. I love it because it's this dry humor that's just. I, I, it's about this family that's super super rich and they lose everything except for this town that they bought as a joke. Um, okay. And they, they have to move to the town cause that's the only place they can afford to live. <laughs> it, and it, it's all about these super rich people learning to live like everyday regular folk, like the, those of yeah. us on this podcast. Yeah, it, it is so funny. And you, Eugene Levy is just hysterical anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, his sense of humor, I feel like just uh, connects with me on so many levels. But anyway, I, I picked that as something I wanted to talk about. I watched, uh, yeah. Four episodes yesterday um, evening, and it's just it's fantastic. Everybody go watch it. It's called Chitts Creek. S C H I T T S. It's actually the name of a family that owns the town.
1: Yeah, he was great in Best in Show too. If you haven't seen that, yep. the guy with two left feet. He was gosh, that's so funny. But anyway, okay, there you so are. I,
0: that that wraps up uh, this uh, episode of okay. Southern Snowflakes, and I thank everybody for listening. You all have a great night and Mm -hmm. tune in next week for the topic uh, yet to be determined.
1: Y'all come back. Now you're here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye everybody.
0: Bye. Bye.